Hey there, I'm Ryan Price, host of the Hutong Hero. Have you been feeling like life just isn't what it used to be? That maybe health and happiness just aren't as prevalent in your day to day. Heck, I know I sure have. But we can change this today with Blue Zones. What are Blue Zones? Well, they're ways to live life better. So come with me and let's find out more about how to live life to the fullest. Hello and welcome to the Hutong Hero. I'm your host, Ryan Price, and I hope you're feeling upbeat and happy because today I'm going to talk about something that could change your life if you let it. So what is this about? Well, I stumbled upon the idea of Blue Zones and covering it for today's show because of an article posted by CNN on November 25th, 2019. It's discussing an area of California called Loma Linda, which has a group of people that are living well into their hundreds. And the thing about this is that this isn't the only place in the world where this is happening, and thus the name Blue Zone comes into play. So we'll discuss this special place in Loma Linda, as well as the other areas of the world that are seeing such high numbers of uh, life expectancy. And uh, we'll compare and contrast what these people are doing to see if there's some things that maybe we can incorporate in our life to live longer and happier and healthier. So Blue Zones, what are they? Blue Zones are regions of the world where Dan Buettner, a New York Times bestselling author, claims people live much longer than average. The term first appeared in his 2005 National Geographic magazine cover story. The Secrets of a Long Life, where Buettner identified five regions that are considered blue zones. So we have some information on these areas, and maybe by looking into them, we can understand how they're attaining such long lives. First, we'll look at Acaria, Greece, the island where people forget to die. The tiny island's long history has been as rocky as its topography. The outcropping in the Aegean Sea has been the target of invasions by Persians, Romans, and Turks, forcing its residents inland from the coasts. The result, an isolated culture, rich in tradition, family values, and longevity. Today, Akarians are almost entirely free of dementia and some of the chronic diseases that plague Americans. In fact, one in three of these people make it into their 90s, a combination of factors explain this, including geography, culture, diet, lifestyle, and outlook. They enjoy strong red wine, late-night domino games, and a relaxed pace of life that ignores clocks. Clean air, warm breezes, and rugged terrain draw them outdoors into an active lifestyle. So what are they doing? The longest-lived Akarians tend to be people living in the island's highlands. They exercise mindlessly by doing things like gardening, walking to their neighbor's house, or doing their own yard work. Basically, they've engineered their lifestyles to have mindless movement. Also, the Akarian diet is full of things like fruits, vegetables, whole grains, beans, potatoes, and olive oil. They also have a great drink of choice, 
people in Acaria enjoy drinking herbal teas with their family and friends. This tea culture contains things like wild rosemary, sage, and oregano, which act as diuretics and keep blood pressure at stable levels. Acarians are also fond of napping. Acarians are known to take a mid-afternoon break, which is often in the form of a nap. It's been shown that people who nap regularly have up to 35% lower chances of dying from heart disease. They also do things like culturally incorporate fasting. Being fiercely Greek Orthodox Christians, their religious calendar calls for fasting for a period of half a year. This caloric restriction cuts about 30% of calories out of a normal diet and is the only proven way to slow the aging process in animals. They also have a tight community. Icarians foster strong social connections, which have been shown to benefit overall health and longevity. Finally, they drink goat's milk. And in fact, goat's milk provides things like potassium and the stress-relieving hormone tryptophan. Now let's turn our gaze to Sardina, Italy, home of the world's longest living men. This is where healthy lifestyles have not changed since the time of Christ. It is a cluster of villages in a kidney-shaped region on this island that make up the first blue zone region that was identified. In 2004, a research team set off to investigate a rare genetic quirk carried by its inhabitants. The M26 marker is linked to exceptional longevity and due to its geographic isolation, these genes in the residence in this area of Sardina have remained mostly undiluted. The result is nearly 10 times more people living into their hundreds per capita than countries like the U.S. But even more importantly, residents in this area are also culturally isolated, and they've kept a very traditional, healthy lifestyle. Sardinians still hunt, fish, and harvest for their food. They remain close with their friends and family throughout their lives, and they love to laugh and drink wine together. So when we look at their diet, the classic Sardinian diet consists of things like whole grain bread, beans, garden vegetables, fruits, and in some parts of the island, mastic oil. Families are also very strong in Sardinia. Sardinia's strong family values help assure that every member of the family is cared for. People who live in strong Healthy families suffer lower rates of depression, suicide, and stress. They also have a very involved elderly population. Grandparents can provide love, childcare, financial support, wisdom, and motivation to perpetuate traditions and push children to succeed in their lives. This may all add up to a better adjusted and longer lived generation of Sardinians. They also do a lot of walks. Walking five miles a day or more is common for a Sardinian and, as you might expect, provides serious cardiovascular benefits. It also has a positive effect on muscle and bone metabolism without the joint pounding of running marathons or triathlons. They also drink goat's milk that might help protect against inflammatory diseases of aging such as heart disease and Alzheimer's. Now let's look towards the east at Okinawa, Japan, 
holding the secret of the longest living women. The islands at the southern end of Japan have historically been known for longevity, once called the land of immortals. Okinawans have less cancer, heart disease, and dementia than Americans, and women there live longer than any women on the planet. Perhaps their greatest secret is a strong dedication to friends and family. They maintain a powerful social network called Mwai, a lifelong circle of friends that supports people well into old age. Okinawans also have a strong sense of purpose in life, a driving force that the Japanese called Ikigai, embracing Ikigai. Older Okinawans can readily articulate the reason they get up in the morning. Their purpose-imbued lives gives them clear roles of responsibility and feelings of being needed well into their 100s. They rely on plant-based diets. Older Okinawans have eaten a plant-based diet most of their lives. Their meals of stir-fried vegetables, sweet potatoes, and tofu are high in nutrients and low in calories. Okinawans do most of their own gardening. It's a source of daily physical activity that exercises the body with a wider range of motion and helps reduce stress. It's also a near constant source of fresh vegetables. These people also eat a lot of soy. The Okinawan diet is so rich in foods made with soy, like tofu and miso soup. Flavonoids in tofu may help protect the hearts and guard against breast cancer. Fermented soy foods contribute to a healthy intestinal ecology and offer even better nutritional benefits. Maintaining Moai The Okinawan tradition of forming a Moai provides secure social networks. These safety nets lend financial and emotional support in times of need and give all of their members the stress-shredding security of knowing that there is always someone there for you. Sunshine Vitamin D produced by the body when it's exposed on a regular basis to sunlight promotes stronger bones and healthier bodies. Spending time outside each day allows even senior Okinawans to have optimal vitamin D levels year-round. These people stay active. Older Okinawans are active walkers and gardeners. The Okinawan household has very little furniture. Residents take meals and relax sitting on mats on the floor. The fact that old people get up and down off the floor several dozen times daily builds lower body strength and balance, which help protect against dangerous falls. Cultural attitude, a hardship-tempered attitude, has endowed Okinawans with an affable smugness. They're able to let difficult early years remain in the past while they enjoy today's simple pleasures. Now let's look at Nicoya, Costa Rica, Latin America's Blue Zone. This Central American nation isn't that far from the U.S. geographically, but it is way ahead in longevity. 
the Caribbean nation is economically secure and has excellent health care. But other factors are at play, especially in Nicoya, an 80-mile peninsula just south of the Nicaraguan border. One special thing they have is Plan de Vida, or Reason to Live, which gives a positive outlook among elders and helps keep them active. Another is a focus on family and a special ability to listen and laugh. Nicoyans that live well into their 100s frequently visit with neighbors and they tend to live with families and children or grandchildren who provide support as well as a sense of purpose. Plan de Vida. Successful centenarians have a strong sense of purpose. They feel needed and want to contribute to a greater good. These people also drink hard water. Nicoyan water has the country's highest calcium content, perhaps explaining the lower rates of heart disease as well as stronger bones and fewer hip fractures. They also have a strong family focus. Nicoyan centenarians tend to live with their families and children or grandchildren provide support and a sense of purpose and belonging. It's common to have light dinners. Nicoyans eat a light dinner early in the evening, highlighted with squash, corn, and beans. They also do a lot of physical work. Centenarians seem to have enjoyed physical work all their lives, and they enjoy it every day by doing physical chores. Social networks are very strong for Nicoyan centenarians who get frequent visits from neighbors. They know how to listen, laugh, and appreciate what they have. Sun is another important Nicoyan lifestyle habit. Nicoyans regularly take in sunshine, which helps their bodies produce vitamin D for strong bones and healthy body functions. Vitamin D deficiency is associated with a host of problems, such as osteoporosis and heart disease.
Tupelo Train by Chris Haugen. Now let's talk about a sunny religious town in California that's teaching people about living longer. Spanish for beautiful hill, Loma Linda, California is nestled between mountain peaks in the middle of the San Bernardino Valley. The city is known as the epicenter of health and wellness with more than 900 physicians on the campus of Loma Linda University and Medical Center. But that's not Loma Linda's only wellness claim to fame. This city of 21,000 is one of the five original Blue Zone regions in the world where people live the longest and are the healthiest. In fact, the people in this community tend to live 8 to 10 years longer than the average American. Experts say that's because Loma Linda has one of the highest concentrations of Seventh-day Adventists in the world. The religion mandates a healthy lifestyle and a life of service to the church and community, which contributes to their longevity. Dr. Ellsworth Warham told CNN's chief medical correspondent, Dr. Sanjay Gupta, in 2015 that as far as he was concerned, stress is a manufactured thing. Dr. Ellsworth is someone that lives in Loma Linda. Warham was about 100 years old at the time he gave this interview, and he was also mowing his front yard. I never had stress. I have a philosophy. You do the best you can, and things you can't do anything about, don't give any thought to them, is what Warham said to the secret of his longevity. A heart surgeon by trade, Warham assisted surgeries until he was 95 years old, and he told Gupta that he would still be able to operate at the age of 100. I could do open heart surgery right now. My hands are steady. My eyes are good. My blood pressure is 117. I've noticed no deterioration in my mental ability with my age. If you give me something to memorize, I would memorize it now just as quickly as I did when I was 20. A big part of Warham's lifestyle is vegetarianism, although it is important to note that Warham passed away last year at the age of 104. Like 10% of the Adventist community, Warham was a vegan. Another 30% are lacto-ovo vegetarians who eat dairy and eggs and another 8% eat fish, but not other meat. Vegetarianism is so prevalent that no meat can be purchased at the cafeterias at the University and Medical Center. A Dr. Michael Orlich, the principal investigator of the Adventist Health Study, dedicated to examining the link between healthy lifestyle factors and disease of 96,000 Seventh-day Adventists in the United States, said even our non-vegetarians are relatively low meat consumers. The average meat consumed by non-vegetarians is only about two ounces of total meat a day, which is quite low. Low is an understatement. Based on the U.S. Department of Agriculture statistics on meat sold, Americans were expected to consume 222 pounds of red meat and poultry per person last year. In comparison, the Seventh-day Adventist meat-eaters in the study consume less than 46 pounds per year. 
what does that vegetarian lifestyle accomplish? A lower weight, for one. Vegans in the study had an average body mass index, or BMI, of 23, well below the healthy cutoff of 25. Meat eaters in the study, no matter how they ate, had an average BMI of 29, just shy of being considered obese. Other lifestyle factors attribute to their healthy living. These key factors to longevity include only 1% of the Seventh-day Adventist community in the study smokes. Little to no alcohol was consumed in this community. Daily exercise out in the fresh air of nature is a norm. The church advocates a life of service, so dedication to volunteering, humanitarian, and mission work is typical, which contributes to a sense of community. Religion is the key to their lives. Adventists have a weekly date with God in which they are to attend church, do no work, and dedicate the day to rest and rejuvenation. Warham told Gupta in their interview, If your life is God-directed, don't interfere with him. He is a pretty big person. A subset of research on the community called the Biopsychosocial Religion and Health Study looked at 20,000 Adventists and found that it was their connection with the church that jump-started both their healthy habits and emotional wellness. Author Kelly Morton, a professor of medicine and psychology at Loma Linda University, said, Those that were religiously engaged had a healthier diet, did more exercise, and had more emotional wellness and less depression, and they lived longer. Morton is deep into a study analyzing the resilience characteristics of the oldest members of the community, those over the age of 100. Again, they are finding that religious engagement is an important factor in their longevity. Morton commented on this study by saying, it seems being highly connected to this church relationship, to this religious engagement activity, gives you the community of wellness to carry you into your later years. Add all these factors together, and what do you get? A healthy body, less likely to succumb to disease tied to obesity, such as diabetes, high blood pressure, cancer, and heart disease. Research on Seventh-day Adventists, which began in the 1950s, has consistently shown that connection. Dr. Orlich stated, In our Adventist health study, people tended to have lower blood pressures, lower LDL cholesterol, less prevalence of the metabolic syndrome, and less diabetes. Broadly defined, vegetarians, which includes the PESCO and semi-vegetarian, have a lower risk of colorectal cancer by about 22%. The first Adventist health study, which began in the 1990s, was a detailed analysis of longevity and the factors in the religion's lifestyle that contributed to it. The study linked the increase in a longer lifespan to five simple habits, not smoking, keeping to an ideal weight of below 25 BMI, eating a plant-based diet, eating nuts regularly, and regular physical activity. But for those that have indulged, it's not too late. 
Few people practice these healthy lifestyle habits, much less do them all at once. But the good news is, it's never too late to start. Dr. Orlich says, the bulk of evidence suggests that changing a few simple lifestyle factors can have a profound difference in the risk of major diseases and the likelihood of living a long life. The body has an amazing ability to, you know, heal itself to some degree. Take smoking, for example. Many baby boomers are reformed smokers, addicted at a time when smoking was the norm in society. Orlich said, if you stopped smoking for more than, say, 20 or 30 years, you're hard to distinguish from somebody who has never smoked. And if you're a couch potato, the good news is that starting any sort of exercise is going to be beneficial for you. According to Orlich, the biggest bang for your buck is definitely going from little or no intentional physical activity to just a modest amount, like a bit of moderate walking a couple times a week. So it's rarely too late to stop adopting a healthy lifestyle. People can usually get impressive benefits even in a short length of time. So this CNN data helps us better understand the fifth and final blue zone. And before we get into our discussion, we're gonna play a song. Thank you. 
Here by Midnight North. Now let's get into our discussion. So, to me, these cultures challenge the idea that wealth matters. I feel that these people are often far from being the most affluent, yet they have something that no amount of money can really buy you, which is a, a, a long and fruitful life, right? We had uh, one of these Adventists who was able to remember and do things as well as he did when he was 20 at his age of 100. Imagine getting older and throughout all the years that you've lived, not knowing the adverse effects of age because you've treated yourself so well and you've treated others so well. And because of this, this karma of life has shined back upon you and you've garnered more years to your life. They also make me realize that on some level, people of the past might have lived much better than we did. I feel like in the past, people had real relationships. They relied on each other much more. When they didn't have as much, that meant that they weren't so concerned with getting as much. And I think when you're not as concerned with getting as much, you're a much more giving person. And you're much more likely to be able to have strong bonds within a community because you're not looking at everybody like maybe someone someone like Gollum from Lord of the Rings, where you just see everybody trying to, you know, get your precious. But rather, you're sitting there and you're thinking like, you know, they have what I have, and I have what they have, and we're in this together, and nobody is doing more than, nobody's making me feel guilty for not doing as much as they do. We all do certain things, and we contribute to our tight-knit community. Also, a slow-paced life. This is something that seems to be impossible to come by these days. Everybody's in a rush to do as much as they can. And I think, you know, at the end of this, you realize it wasn't necessarily a race, right? You, you might be trying to get from A to B so fast, and you go to bed, and you wake up, and every day is just like the rest, but you're telling yourself, if I keep at it, I'm going to get to where I need to be. This is what's important. This is where I need to be. But maybe when you get later on in life, you'll realize that you can't remember one day from the next and that life was in some level just a race. You were never happy with where you were, but you were only ever happy when you kept achieving goals and moving forward. But how much of our life is that? It's not as much as the everyday just appreciating to be alive and appreciating what you have and appreciating the people that are around you and love you. I think there's a lot to be learned from these people. I think that as smug as certain modern societies can get, we have so much to learn from these people who have kept tradition and a basic way of life alive in their culture for such a long time. And I hope that by listening to this show and listening to how these people lived, you might be able to make some changes and incorporate some of these things in your life and that you can move on from this point and have the best life possible. And with that said, 
This is the end of today's show. Thank you so much for listening.